Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I'm bringing you guys my must-draft wide receiver list for fantasy football in 2020. These are going to be the wide receivers that I'm going to be targeting in every single one of my drafts due to the fact that I think their value is just so good going where they are based upon their average draft position. Now, I have done must draft wide receivers quarter, or this will be the wide receiver video, so I've done running backs, quarterbacks, and tight ends already. There will likely be a second must draft wide receivers video since I can't talk about all the guys that I really like just in one video. Otherwise, the video would be super long. So there will be two versions of this as well as two versions of the must draft running backs video. So if you guys do at any point end up enjoying this must draft wide receiver video please make sure to click that subscribe button down below it's free and I produce content every single day to help you guys win that coveted 2020 fantasy football championship so without further ado let's get right into it must draft wide receivers for 2020 also make sure to check out my draft guide on patreon it is seven dollars and fifty cents for the whole month of august so make sure you go ahead and cop that draft guide so you guys can dominate your draft so first wide receiver to talk about here is julio jones wide receiver of the atlanta falcons ffpc adp 19.54 if you're new here, FFPC is a high-stakes website. So these people are putting up like $100 plus to make these drafts. So you would perceive them as being the more sharper type of fantasy players versus looking at like some ESPN ADP. But in reality, any dumbass could have $100 and do their draft. So 19.54 on there. Atlanta Falcon, and ADP means average draft position, so the 19th pick of the draft. Atlanta Falcon, six foot three, 220 pounds out of Alabama. Now he is 31.5 years old, but it comes with these elite talent type of players like Tom Brady. The guy's like 42, 43 years old. I believe he turned 42 yesterday. And I'm still just as high on him as I would be if he was like 26 years old. Actually, not really because then he'd probably be slightly better. But with that said, these guys that are the elite players at their position, they can do it and exceed the age that you would typically expect for a wide receiver to be able to play good in. So I think Julio Jones is good for the next couple of years, at least for me. The next two or three years, I expect elite numbers from Julio Jones. 4.3940 yard dash a bunch of years ago. The guy's still super fast, though. 95th percentile 40 yard dash, 98th percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score, 85th percentile agility score, and a 98th percentile catch radius. So Julio Jones is truly a freak athlete. So looking at Julio Jones right now, ADP wide receiver number five off the board. In my opinion, he should be the wide receiver three off the board. I'd happily take him as the wide receiver number three. Pick number 12, round number one. So if you're in a 10-team league, he's actually a second-round pick. In a typical 12-team league, though, that's what this is based on. He is a first-round pick, obviously the last pick of the first round, so pretty much a second-round pick. Wide receiver number three on 15 games playing last season in 2019. He had 18.3 PPR points per game, ranking third at wide receiver, so it wasn't just the fact that he played 15 games. On average, the guy was dominant dominating every single week in and week out at the wide receiver position. He had 156 targets, 10.4 per game, ranking second at wide receiver. That's a number that I expect to say exactly the same. The Atlanta Falcons were the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL in 2019. And I believe that stays the same in 2020 teams where they really pass a lot on a year-by-year basis and retain the same head coach in Dan Quinn and the same offensive coordinator in Dirk Cutter. I see no reason why this would change. They pretty much just replaced one running back with another. Devontae Freeman gets replaced with Todd Gurley, just two injury-prone guys switching spots. So I think that Julio Jones will get the opportunity again to see over 150 targets, 10.4 per game, which is obviously amazing. That is one behind Mr. Uh, Michael Thomas was the number one at that metric. 99 receptions, 6.6 per game, ranking fifth at the wide receiver position. And I think the reception total actually goes up because the balls will look better being thrown by Matt Ryan this year. As we know, and as I tout on this channel, there was the Matt Ryan effect. It's a good year and then a great year in fantasy football. He plays as like an average quarterback, 15 to say 10 or 11 
on a good year. And then his great year is a top five quarterback. Last year was his good year. This is going to be his great year. So I expect Julio Jones' reception number to be over 100 in 2020. Julio Jones is one of those guys that's just a lock for over 1,300 yards and being one of the best in receiving yards in football on a year in and year out basis. 1,394 receiving yards, 92.9 per game ranking, second at wide receiver. So pretty much 1,400 receiving yards for Julio Jones. Now he does struggle in the one category, and that is his six total touchdowns, 20th amongst wide receivers. Now I know you might be saying, oh, he's still 20th amongst wide receivers, but a zillion guys caught six total touchdowns. It's not, well, it is kind of hard to do, obviously. But in the NFL, a lot of guys are able to actually rake in those numbers, but Julio Jones is just not a guy that is a ball hawk. Well, he is a ball hawk. He's just not a guy that just for some reason, he just never comes down with the touchdowns in the end zone. 12 red zone receptions, seventh amongst wide receivers. It's weird because he is getting 12 red zone receptions, but he just does not take those and put them as touchdowns. So that's just something that is just not really important at all to note for fantasy football because we know he's just not going to score like 10 total touchdowns. Because, and it doesn't even really matter for him, considering he's going to get like 1,300, 1,400, or 1,500 receiving yards. But if that number was to somehow go up, I would not be surprised if Julio Jones was the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. He had a 25.7% target share on that Atlanta Falcons offense. Obviously very high, ranking 10th at the wide receiver position, which is very good for Julio Jones. I expect that number to stay the same in 2020. So if we look at Julio Jones's numbers, actually, with and without Mohamed Sanu, we can actually see that he was better without Mr. Mohamed Sanu. Now, it's not like some super big discrepancy, but I do think it is important to note, considering any type of number advantage you can get with or without a certain player is obviously important for fantasy football. So if we look at the in-split, the first seven games of the season were with Mohamed Sanu and the last eight of Julio Jones' season were without because he got traded to the New England Deflatriots, and obviously he will be gone for this season because he's playing in New England. So the seven games without or with Mr. Mohamed Sanu, he was averaging 14.3 half PPR points per game versus 15.56 without Mohamed to do obviously an increase PPR 17.16 per game versus 19.25 without now why was this this was due to an increase in targets as well as receptions 8.86 targets per game versus 11.75 so that increase was pretty decent same thing goes with the receiving receptions 5.71 per game versus 7.38 without which gave him over 100 receiving yards plus per on a per-game basis without Mohamed Sanu versus an 80 with Mohamed Sanu. Both ways, those are very, very big numbers. But at the end of the day, seeing 20-plus more yards without Mohamed Sanu is going to bode very well for Julio Jones in 2020. Now, his touchdown total did actually end up going down 0.57 per game versus 0.25 without. But like I said, Julio Jones isn't a guy I expect to score a million touchdowns. So to me, that doesn't really scare it away. Now, I know there's going to be people thinking about, hey, now Hayden. Hurst is there. Is that going to take away from Julio Jones? No, not at all, because Austin Hooper was there last year, and he was the head tight end there, getting almost 100 targets, playing in just 13 games, so I think Julio Jones will be able to score a whole shit ton of points in 2020, so I'm not really nervous about any of the new additions to Atlanta in 2020. So next wide receiver up here is wide receiver Scary Terry McLaurin of the Washington team without a name, the Washington football team. FFPC ADP 56 point. 54 overall, so pretty much the 56th pick of the draft. Six foot tall, 208 pounds, a third round pick out of Ohio State, was a rookie last season, now making his sophomore season in the NFL, 24.9 years old. 
Just like with Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin has an excellent workout metrics. 98th percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.35, 95th percentile speed score, 76th percentile burst score, 58th percentile agility score, and a 76th percentile catch radius, which I personally believe is a little low for Terry McLaurin now. You don't have to base workout metrics completely based on how good a guy is in the NFL. That's just not true. Some guy could be an absolute phenom with no pads on, no ball in his hand, just fucking running around and looking like a beast. But once the game is on, the crowd is cheering you though there's not probably going to be a crowd this year, the crowd is cheering, they're going wild in the stands, then the guy just shits himself and doesn't look anything like he looked in the combine, but Terry McLaurin is a very good athlete, and I believe the workout metrics for him are very true, so if we look at him, Washington Redskins last season, 29, finished as wide receiver number 29 in 2019, playing in just 14 games, this year for the Washington football team, now they got that new name, wide receiver number 23 off the board, pick 59, and a fifth round pick, so he is getting drafted ahead of where he finished last year, but I believe that is for good reason. I believe he will finish inside of the top 20 at the wide receiver position. If we look at last year, he had 13.7 PPR points per game, ranking 29th at the wide receiver position. And he did this with probably the worst quarterback play in the NFL. He dealt with Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins. I think Dwayne Haskins has made a huge improvement from last season through this offseason. I believe we see a new and improved Mr. Dwayne Haskins. And what's funny about Dwayne Haskins actually is the fact that he played in college with Terry McLaurin. They played on the same exact Ohio State football team. And somehow, some way, they just lost that chemistry. And I think we see it come back in a big way in 2020. 93 total targets last season for Terry McLaurin. 6.6 per game, ranking 34th at wide receiver. 58 receptions, 4.1 per game, ranking 36th at wide receiver, 919 total receiving yards, 65.6 per game, ranking 27th at wide receiver, 8 red zone receptions, 18th at wide receiver, 7 total touchdowns, 13th at wide receiver, and just like with Julio Jones, this guy is huge for his offense, clearly the wide receiver one there, doing it as a rookie, 23% target share of the Washington football team offense, 22nd at wide receiver. So Terry McLaurin last season did it up against cornerback one. So it wasn't like he was facing some bum-ass cornerbacks because he was a rookie and there was other people on the team. No, there's no one else on the Washington Redskins that can even sniff Terry McLaurin's jockstrap or even go hold it and wash it for him, okay? Terry McLaurin is that guy for the Washington football team. He just is. He is blatantly the alpha wide receiver, and he can do it up against those top-tier corners. So I'm not worried about Terry McLaurin at all this year and really think he's going to have a tremendous season with better coaching in Ron Rivera as well as an overall better offensive system-looking feeling for me at least this year. I really feel that Dwayne Haskins is going to be able to improve big time during this season. If we see Terry McLaurin's efficiencies, this guy was ultra-efficient last year, even with poor-ish quarterback play, 9.9 yards per target, ranking 12 at the wide receiver position, 15.8 yards per reception, ranking 14th at the wide receiver position. Like I said, I believe that his catchable target rate will actually go up. He finishes the 40th best wide receiver with a 79.6% catchable target rate, even though that has nothing to do with the wide receiver, more based off of how efficient the quarterback is, and I see that increasing definitely by a decent amount in 2020 with Dwayne Haskins getting better. 68.4% contested catch rate, ranking number one at the wide receiver position. That's why I was talking about his contested catch rate, like workout metrics should be a bit higher for Terry McLaurin. Obviously, it's based off the combine, though, not what he actually does. So 68.4% percent is obviously very good you just got to throw the ball somewhere near Terry McLaurin and he's going to be one of those guys that's a freak and can go down and get it and even with the poor quarterback play though 115.9 percent quarterback rating or not percent just quarterback rating when targeted ranking 10th at the wide receiver position so even with the poor-ish quarterback play Terry McLaurin was still able to make not a so hot quarterback be able to look like Tom Brady out there slinging him the rock 
So now to get into the third wide receiver of the video, Mr. Robert, Mr. Robert Woods, Robert Woods, wide receiver of the LA Super Rams. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. I hope you've had a fun time so far. So Robert Woods, wide receiver of the LA Rams, FFPC ADP 52.25. So these guys are kind of going in a similar range, Terry McLaurin and Robert Woods, but typically you see Robert Woods go earlier than him. Robert Woods typically gets picked right next to his teammate, Cooper Cup, in pretty much every single draft. Once you see Cup go off, then Woods goes off shortly after. Six feet tall, 201 pounds out of USC, 28.3 years old, which is kind of shocking because you probably just think of Robert Woods as an LA Ram, but he's been on a few teams before that. He was on Buffalo as well. 4.51, 40-yard dash, 63rd percentile, 56th percentile speed score, 22nd percentile burst score, 12th percentile agility score, and a 13th percentile catch radius. So his workout metrics don't tell the tale of how good Robert Woods actually is. It makes him look like a dog doo-doo player, someone who you don't want to draft at all. But in reality, he is one of my favorite wide receivers to target this season in fantasy football. So if we look at Robert Woods last season, finished as wide receiver number 14 in 2019, playing in 15 games. Now he's at a discount. Wide receiver number 17 off the board, pick 45, and a fourth round pick. Last season, he had 15.5 PPR points per game, ranking 12th at the wide receiver position. So just like with all these other guys, it's not the fact that they're playing an absorbent amount of games. He still played 15 games and played well in that, having a high points per game total, which is more important in reality than where the wide receiver finishes at the end of the year. 140 targets, 9.3 per game, ranking 8th at wide receiver. 90 receptions, 6.0 per game, ranking 8th at wide receiver. So a guy that is a very target-heavy wide receiver in the Rams offense, even though you would think that Cooper Cup would really be seeing a a shit ton of targets. They are both able to do it, especially now with the exit of Brandon Cooks going to the Houston Texans. 1,134 receiving yards, 75.6 per game, ranking 14th at wide receiver. Seven red zone receptions, ranking 42nd at wide receiver. Three total touchdowns, 59 at wide receiver, and 23.4% target share in that LA Rams offense, ranking 55th at the wide receiver position. So now I expect that target share number to completely skyrocket due to the fact that Brandon Cooks is now gone. There was a little too many Cooks in the kitchen there with Cup. Woods and Mr. Cooks and Cooks is still a guy that even though he was kind of kept getting it seemed like he was going to keep getting hurt he didn't even play that well didn't really matter because he's still going to be getting targets on the team and now his escape to uh, Houston to go hanging out with Mr. Bill O'Brien so that Bill O'Brien could fuck up his career is good for Mr. Robert Woods. Now, if we look at Robert Woods' numbers, his numbers actually were not that hot at the beginning of the year. He was kind of looking like an absolute dumpster fire at the wide receiver position, considering he was just he wasn't even playing awful. It's just he wasn't really getting the target numbers you expected, and he just wasn't coming down with a lot of the balls you thought he would catch early in the season. But after their bye week nine, the first eight games of the season were atrocious. Not really atrocious because he's kind of okay for fantasy football, but he just wasn't the Robert Woods you expected. After bye week nine, they committed to a two tight end set over there in LA since their offensive line was so dog shit Jared Goff was just getting laid out repeatedly and the two tight end set allows for pretty much one tight end is just out there to block sometimes both of them go out and try to go catch the ball but in reality it's just to help out the offensive line that really helped out Robert Woods so in the eight games without the two tight end set the first eight games of the season he averaged a 9.9 half PPR points per game versus 15.53 half PPR points per game with the two tight end set being uh, used on the team. So that was obviously a big increase. Same thing goes with PPR. 12.28 PPR points per game without the two tight end set versus 19.24 with the two tight end set. Now, why was this? This was due to an increase in targets as well as receptions. At the beginning of the season, it was 7.5 targets per game versus 11.43 down the stretch at 4.75 receptions versus 7.43 receiving 
receiving receptions per game with the two tight end set, which obviously equated to more touchdowns. He didn't score a single touchdown in the first eight weeks of the season. Then he scored five total down the stretch in the final seven game. And this also made it obviously since he was getting more receptions, he got more yards, 58.88 per game at the beginning of the season versus a with the last seven games being 94.71 receiving yards per game. So I really see Robert Woods being a very helpful wide receiver to your fantasy football roster in 2020, and I won't even argue the fact that he could potentially be better this year than Cooper Cup for fantasy football. So find our wide receiver of this video. There will be a second must-own wide receiver video, so make sure you click that subscribe button if you want to know more humongous facts. Shout out to Nick Ercolano. So Tyler Boyd right here is my final wide receiver of the video. Cincinnati Bengal, FFPC ADP, 83.21, foot 197 pounds. He is 25.8 years old out of Pittsburgh College. So his wor- his workout metrics also aren't very good, but he plays much better than those metrics. It's funny how his best comparable player is Adam Thielen. Workout metrics, 4.5, 840-yard dash, 37th percentile at wide receiver, 34th percentile speed score, 30th percentile burst score, 48th percentile agility score, and a 39th percentile catch radius for Mr. Tyler Boyd. So Tyler Boyd last year finished as wide receiver number 18 in 2019, playing in all 16 games, which actually did help him out due to the fact that he only had 13.9 PPR points per game ranking 27th at wide receiver but he was very consistent on a week in and week out basis wide receiver number 31 right now coming off the board pick 73 and round number seven which to me is criminally underrating a guy who's been consistent two years in a row getting over a thousand receiving yards 147 targets which I expect to be around the same maybe slightly less with Joe Burrow maybe being less accurate but that doesn't really affect the targets it may have kind of affect the targets, but how could he be more less accurate than Andy Dalton and Ryan Finley combined? I mean, they benched Andy Dalton on his goddamn birthday. They said, happy birthday, Andy Dalton. Sit on the fucking bench, and now you get to get shipped off to Dallas to hold a clipboard for Dak Prescott. So 147 targets, 9.2 per game, ranking 7th at the wide receiver position, 90 receptions, 5.6 per game, ranking 8th at wide receiver. So those numbers may actually end up going up due to the fact that Joe Burrow's probably, you would think, better, but it might take a couple of games for Joe Burrow to get used to it since there's no preseason. 1,045 receiving yards for Tyler Boyd last season, 65.3 per game, ranking 22nd at the wide receiver position, 7 total red zone receptions, 25th at the wide receiver position, 5 total touchdowns, 37th at the wide receiver position, and 24.9% target share on that Cincinnati Bengals offense, ranking 23rd at the wide receiver position. Now, I know there is going to be the people that hate Tyler Boyd because A.J. Green is back, right? They're thinking A.J. Green's back. That means he's not the wide receiver one anymore, and that means that Tyler Boyd's numbers are going to go down. Now, this is actually probably, this is better for Tyler Boyd because Tyler Boyd plays better with A.J. Green healthy. Now, why is this? It's probably because he's facing the second best corner now instead of the best corner, and maybe Tyler Boyd's not a true NFL wide receiver one, but he was able to do it all of last season, being the wide receiver one for the Cincinnati Bengals. So if we look at the splits in 2018 and 2019, obviously A.J. Green missed every single game in 2019 because he just stubs his toe and he's out for the whole season. So it is entirely possible we see A.J. Green miss some significant time in 2020, but it doesn't really scare me considering his points per game are still pretty good with and without Mr. A.J. Green on the field. So in split is nine games with A.J. Green versus 21 without. So without A.J. Green, he's averaging 11.21 half PPR points per game versus 14.39 half PPR points per game with A.J. Green, 13.85 PPR points per game versus 17.44 per game with A.J. Green. So obviously a solid increase on both fronts. Now why is this? It's not due to the target numbers. It's actually due to the fact that he's able to score more touchdowns and get more yards. 
as well as for some reason the balls being thrown to him are actually better but that's probably due to the fact that the out of split stats are with Andy Dalton not playing as well in 2019 and with Ryan Finley playing some of those games so 5.29 receptions per game versus 6.11 with AJ Green his touchdown total went up from 0.33 per game only scoring five total touchdowns in 21 games versus nine total touchdowns per game not per game, my bad. That's actually just equivalent to if it was a full 16-game season. 0.56 per or .56 touchdowns per game with Mr. Tyler Boyd. Or not with Mr. Tyler Boyd, with Mr. A.J. Green in the lineup. His target number was actually lower, like I said, 8.62 without A.J. Green versus 8.22 with A.J. Green. But his yards did go up 64.57 versus 79.67 with A.J. Green. So I think we see A.J. Green take that big leap up in 2020. We see him play just as well as last Last year, if not, yeah, well, I think we see him play better, but I think his floor is playing just like last year. I think the Cincinnati Bengals offense is going to be much better now with the offensive line actually being better because the Bengals, obviously, last season, they drafted an offensive lineman in the first round, right? And you're thinking, holy shit, this is so good. They finally draft an offensive lineman. Maybe the offensive line will be better, but in typical Bengals fashion, this guy just folds over and goes six feet under and is out the whole season, but now he is back to play in 2020, so hopefully we can see a better season out of Tyler Boyd in 2020 and I love his price here in the later rounds of the draft. Not really the later rounds, but the middle rounds of the draft. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If at any point you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. It is free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your fantasy football championship this season. So please make sure to click that subscribe button. Check out one of the videos on your screen, as well as checking out the Patreon down below. $7.50 for the draft guide for the whole month of August. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers. I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video, or maybe one even later as well today. So have a great rest of your day, guys' day. I love you all. Good boy.